Welcome to Free Willin with Cardin of Milk. I'm Cardin Wyckoff, global disability advocate and a wheelchair warrior. This podcast shares stories of people with various disabilities and shines a new light on accessibility topics. Our goal is to knock down barriers so we can roll through life a little easier and build a community to do this together. I'd love to hear what you think at the end. Feel free to text me at 470-588-1215. We welcome you on our journey towards equality for all. Hey everyone, it's Carden. Today's episode is a little bit different than the rest. It's just me tonight. Well, I guess you guys will be hearing this tomorrow morning probably, but it's just me right now chatting about coronavirus and also diving into what it's like having this national pandemic going on and having a disability and how that's impacted my life, but a couple of other friends that I've chatted with. I also just wanted to read the Twitter highlight that is happening right now. The total number of global cases has surpassed 150,000, including more than 5,700 fatalities. It's really horrible. Over 73,000 patients are reported to have recovered. And then the WHO classifies COVID-19 COVID-19 as a pandemic. Spain orders a nationwide lockdown after another 1,500 new cases. France orders closures of non-essential shops, cafes, restaurants, and cinemas. The UK reports 10 more deaths. Trump's physician says he tested negative for COVID-19. China says it passed peak of outbreak. New Zealand issues self-isolation period for all international arrivals. So that is latest nude, courtesy of Twitter, which came directly from WHO and other health agencies. It's certainly a little panicky going on right now. And for me, it's still a little difficult to wrap my mind around it. I don't know if anyone else feels that way, but we are in, if you're living in the United States, we are currently in a state of emergency as the president has ordered. It's not something to take lightly by any means, and I really strongly encourage you guys to take the necessary actions in order to stay safe and also make sure that you're stocking up for, it could be a few weeks. Who knows if we have to go into a lockdown and whereby we have veterans and other National Guard on call to do what they're doing like in Italy and in Spain where they're basically keeping everyone inside of their house. No one can go into the streets. All businesses are shut down. It's not so much whether or not it's a mild case or not, but it's more so the fact that it spreads like wildfire. And just because you may, you may get sick and, you know, it's just like any other day of like getting the flu or having a cold, it, you know, it happens for two weeks and then you kind of get over it. But it's more so that the risk of infecting others who may not be as well equipped to take that on in their current health condition. For me, while I don't have a weakened immune system per se, I am more open to complications. So I usually don't get sick very often. 
But um, the last time I did get sick was last year and it just, it was horrible. I, it was the sickest I'd ever gotten in my life where it first started out as just kind of a strep throat and then it stemmed into bronchitis and I could barely breathe and then it turned into pneumonia and then it turned into just like this whole big flu, cold, horrible. And I ended up going into the hospital and I stayed there overnight for three days. I remember waking up and barely being able to breathe, calling my mom, panicking, like, please come and pick me up from my house. I can't breathe. Um, I need to go to the hospital immediately. That I think is the scariest thing for me and why I've started taking the necessary precautions to stay away from people at all costs. So I started working from home. I've been working from home for a week and a half now. And I pretty much just like stay in my house. Um, I go upstairs to the rooftop to at least get some outside time. So I don't go totally stir crazy, but um, I definitely haven't been out and about like I normally am. And it is a little bit isolating, but it's also for my own health and safety and also just making sure that I am not potentially spreading anything that I may have contracted when I'm showing no symptoms. That's the other thing is this virus has a 14-day incubation period and you may feel just fine, but who's to say you're not tomorrow? So for me, if I were to get sick, it would definitely affect my lungs and my breathing function and it would likely mean that I would need a ventilator or some type of aspirator to help break up the phlegm or, you know, help me breathe in any way just because I don't have great lung function. I would get severe shortness of breath. So that's the scariest part of getting sick is just not being able to breathe um, if it does affect my lungs. The other thing, the way that a disability affects my daily activities is feeding myself. Um, I don't cook just because it's pretty physically taxing. So, I mean, I can make some mac and cheese and pop in a frozen pizza or some frozen chicken nuggies, but <laughs> like that's about the extent of what I do for myself. Um, you know, maybe slice up an avocado and have some chips and avocado. But if you're wanting like filet and like all kinds of crazy foods, like the, I'm not your girl, by any means, I would order it from Uber Eats and be like, here, here you go. Here's dinner that I made courtesy of my wallet. So because of that, if we were to go into a lockdown and whereby I couldn't leave my house and or any non-essential businesses have closed down, meaning restaurants and other other things like bars and breweries closed down, it means I wouldn't be able to just go down the street and get some food. It would mean that I've had to stock up. And if you have ever been to my house, you know that I literally keep nothing in my house in terms of food. I have like some chips and guac and that's about it. Virginia, my sister can definitely testify to that, to that if you're listening. Um, but my mom came over today and we went downstairs to Whole Foods and I probably put down my rent's worth of groceries on food that I like rarely ever eat anyways, but it's non-perishable foods. So I've tried to get a lot of really high dense nutritious foods 
Um, the great thing about all these like paleo keto diets that are happening these days or lifestyles, as you want to call them, they have like, they call these like keto cups or like fat bombs is another term for them, but they're just high in fat, um, high in protein, and they're really great to fill you up and they're non-perishable. So it's usually just like coconut oil, coconut creams, and, you know, some type of nut butter or sunflower butter sunflower butter. They're really dense in nutrients and they're fairly filling. Um, I got some, so I bought a bunch of canned beans, cannelli beans, black beans, kidney beans. My mom got me some soups and I like never eat soup, but she's like, just eat it. <laughs> like, okay. We got a lot of lentil pastas, a lot of lentils, so really dense, high fiber, high iron, a lot of protein bars. And I really like the Go Macro protein bars. Those are my favorite right now. I eat them daily. So she just bought me like 12 other boxes. Of I have so much. I literally like have Whole Foods in my kitchen right now. I have a bunch of other non-perishable food items a lot of frozen vegetables and frozen chicken nuggies, frozen fish sticks, like all of these really random things, but it'll be helpful to have protein and vegetables that are non-perishable that are frozen in the case of if we do go into any type of lockdown or if all the grocery stores stop receiving daily truckloads. I talked to the Whole Foods cashier that I know just because I'm down there almost every other day. I usually just like will grab a thing or two at Whole Foods. So I don't really like keeping stock of food. Um, and he was like, yeah, we're still getting in shipments daily, but you never know when that's going to change. Just be prepared. That's all I can really say. If you want to buy, you know, Clorox wipes to disinfect your house, I definitely encourage it stock up on cleaning supplies. If you can get gloves or that's always really helpful, especially if you do, if it's just, it's just a precaution, not to say you actually will need to use them. It's just good to have it. Me personally, I don't feel like we're going to have an issue with our water or our electricity, though I'm not an expert. So I didn't stock up on water and I didn't stock up on flashlights or anything. I think we should be okay there in that sense, but if you want to stock up on water bottles, you can, or other drink items. I've seen a lot of people stock up in the grocery store on White Claw, Creature Comforts beer, and <laughs> and like <laughs> other various wines. And I'm just like, y'all are stocked and ready for the pandemic in case of a lockdown. You guys are good to go. I have talked to some other friends that have other physical disabilities, those that need personal care assistance. A personal care assistant is someone that comes into your home and helps you with daily activities, whether it's helping you bathe, get dressed, cook meals, do laundry, uh, help you in and out of bed, those kinds of things. A lot of times they are hourly workers and just depends on your current need if you need someone to come into your house and just have them for a few hours or if you need someone there for 
the entire time. Several of my friends have rotating personal care assistants where they have one person, like person A, come in for two hours and then there's a break where she doesn't have anything for a few hours and then another one comes in and does kind of like the night shift. And because these are hourly paid employees, if in the event where they aren't allowed to leave their house or the personal care assistants don't want to infect or potentially put the person with the disability at risk because they would likely have more complications or could have a weakened immune system. That means that they wouldn't have access to help or someone to help them with daily activities. And that can be very scary for someone with a disability. You know, they can't do those things without help. The other scenario for anyone that does need certain medical equipment to live your daily life, I certainly encourage you to stock up and take the necessary precautions. You need catheters, if you need albuterol, if you need ventilators, you know, whatever it is that you need to make sure that you have all of your medications and equipments and ensure that whatever you need, that you have it for a few weeks just to make sure because in the event, let's just say we do have a lockdown and thereby no deliveries are allowed could mean that you then run into medical complications. And obviously we don't want that. Another scenario I have a friend who has a child with a pretty severe developmental disability. The fact that their job has been restricted or runs the risk of being shut down, they then no longer are able to keep up with the finances that it takes to provide for this child. It's certainly something to be mindful of during this time. I don't really have any other words for it other than the fact that It is very scary and we can't predict the future, but what we can do is take the precautionary methods. I encourage you all who are healthy or if you are really anyone, um, I really encourage you to take this seriously. And if you take a look at many of the other countries around the world, what they're facing, we can stop that from happening. And it starts with you. It starts with making that choice to stay at home. And your social life may be impacted for a few weeks. You will survive and you will also protect many other people as well because of the reduction of transmitting the virus around and having it to continue to replicate and make other mutations Your mental health during all this is super important and should be kept top of mind. No pun intended. Um, (laughs) Make sure that you're just checking in with yourself on a regular basis. How are you doing mentally, spiritually, physically? My heart goes out to all the families that have lost loved ones. And for those that are currently relocating to be back with your family, please be safe during traveling and take the necessary precautions to at least keep yourself from being infected. It is certainly a tough situation for all of us. And remember just to be kind to every human. And social distancing does not mean crowding around at bars and along the belt line and acting like another weekend. The other thing 
that I strongly encourage you guys all to do is donate to local food banks, which are helping inner city schools to ensure that they get food during this. And a lot of these kids, their only source of food is through their school lunch program. I know Gooder, G-O-O-D-R, a local business here in Atlanta has partnered up with Atlanta Public School and they're offering free bagged meals at five school sites, Monday through Friday, 10 to 12. And that started March 16th. And then starting March 23rd, all Atlanta Public School families can report to that location Monday through Friday, 10 to 12, to receive a bag of shelf-stable grocery items. And uh, locations are Douglas High School, Cleveland Elementary, Bunch Middle School, Sylvan Middle School, Phoenix Academy High School. I am going to help to do my part for Atlanta Public Schools. I will match up to $1,000 through Gooder, G-O-O-D-R dot co. And if you go to their website, um, they have a button that says purchase pickup and that will lead you to another page. If you scroll down to the very bottom, it says sponsor pickup, sponsor now, and it's a green button. And then just enter the amount that you wish to pledge and then send me a screenshot of your pledge to 470-588-1215. Or you can DM it to me at Carden of Milk on Instagram or on Twitter. What this money is going towards is sponsoring a pickup for food donors who are unable to pay for pickups. And this allows gooder to pay drivers during this critical time to safely pick up food donations and then deliver the items directly to the people in need. Just a note as well, gooder is not a nonprofit. So the money that you're donating is not tax deductible. However, if you want to donate food instead, that is tax deductible because they work with nonprofits. So if you want to just donate food instead, um, you can do that as well on their website. If y'all follow Patagonia on Instagram, she made a great post today that said, we must change our thinking from, am I going to get sick to, can my actions inadvertently put others at risk? Do I want to be part of a chain that ends in someone's death if doing so is avoidable? So I encourage you all to start acting now and you can be part of flattening the curve and lowering the rate at which the transmissions spread. Make sure that you're following along the WHO and the CDC for latest information. The transcripts are in the notes. If you have any questions, comments, feel free to text me at 470-588-1215. I would love to hear what you want to hear about in future weeks. Thank you all so much for listening. Give it a five-star rating if you like it, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye.